1: You're on cricket. Cricket core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.
0: Frisky from Real Ghost Stories Online, inviting you to subscribe to our other podcast called The Grave Talks. It's where I sit down and interview individuals who've had extreme paranormal situations happen to them in their lives. Just search The Grave Talks on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Be sure to press subscribe and give us some stars to help spread the word that this show exists. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, living with ghosts. Kevin Killen wrote into me, I'm a well-educated person and want to let people know they don't have to be afraid anymore. Encounters such as these happen. And it's true. The stigma of being haunted by something paranormal no longer has to be looked down upon or ruled that the person is crazy. On today's episode of The Grave Talks, we talk with Kevin about his very haunted life. From unexplained knocking late at night to a dark entity attaching itself to him and almost changing his personality. We also discuss the dark entities that he encounters to this day, looking around the substance abuse treatment facility that he works in. Is this the story of a man drawn to the paranormal or possibly the paranormal being drawn to him?
1: my my first uh, encounter that actually kicked all of this stuff off was I was about five years old, living in Evanston, Illinois. <clears throat> Excuse me, We lived in a really big old house. and uh, my father at the time was a journalist, so he used to go out of town a lot. So he took my other brothers to, I believe it was St. Louis, uh, for a basketball tournament or something. So it was just me and my mother. And we had the downstairs, and we were sitting there in the living room, and, and we heard footsteps upstairs. And we had you know, the old wooden, wooden hallway and around by the bedrooms, and I turned to my mother, and I remember saying, Who, who's that? And my mother telling me, um, oh, that's just my little boy. And the reason she told me much later that uh, that was the only thing she could think of, so she wouldn't scare me. She was scared to death that somebody broke in the house, but she had told me that. And uh, of course, you know, my little five-year-old mind. Uh, okay, well, I, I'll, I'll accept that because I don't know what that meant. But uh, yeah, so that was my it was my, that was my very first experience. It was so distinct that I actually started the book with that.
0: So you you had this experience of these footsteps, your mom, your mom refers to it as my little boy. Is that almost like referring to like, hey, there's a brother you have up there that you don't know about?
1: Well, well, see, the thing with that, I found out later, um, my mother had a miscarriage in the house. Sure. And I I didn't know that. So maybe that's, you know, and actually some of the things that I've studied and and learned later on is that, you know, some people do believe that they obviously they still have a soul, so they never they never move on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I, I, I didn't know that at the time. So, um, yeah, I, I was supposed to have a, a, excuse me, a brother or a sister after that. But sure. I, I don't know. She just said that she just did that because it was uh, she, she couldn't think of anything to, to not scare me and figured that would that would do it.
0: Sure. And, and as an adult, that's that's probably the first thing that comes to one's mind is that's what she's referring to. But as a five year old, uh, probably not the first thing that's that's going through your mind. Did you press her any further? Just kind of accept that's what it was or, or how did things progress in that house?
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of accepted that. Uh, but th- th- there were a, a few more things later on. There was uh, there, there was a uh, upstairs where we heard the footsteps. Uh, there was a little black footprint. And we could not, ne- my, my mother could never get it out. I don't know what it was, but it looked like sheet polish of some sort, but it was too small for anybody in the house. Mm-hmm. So um, I just remember seeing like little black toes all the time and wondering, well, what the hell is this? You know, because my mother scrubbed it, it never came out. So it was just, that was kind of weird. And uh, I had a dream once <clears throat> before we moved that uh, all my stuffed animals <laughs> walked down the stairs into like the living room area so you know i don't know what that meant if anything but that was just kind of weird as a little kid remembering i still remember it vividly that uh the animals came you know walking down the stairs so
0: which could have easily just been a childhood dream we all have bizarre dreams that don't necessarily link into the paranormal but when you have paranormal things going on around you you're a little more sensitive to practically anything that enters your mindscape of the the odd uh, or, or the somewhat paranormal as you continued to grow up in this house and these occurrences would happen and as you got older did your parents ever talk with you or did you ever talk with them about these odd things that were going on beyond that initial conversation where your mom said it was her little boy
1: uh, i tried later on in life we actually moved from chicago to to Virginia, a few, I think, a year or two later, <clears throat> from that incident, and we had some things going on in the other house in Virginia, and and I tried to. Tell, my my mother was very, uh, I don't know what the word was, but quite vague. She was very vague about these things, and I think honestly, looking back on on things that happened, looking back on the book and everything, I, I think what had happened with her is she knew more. But she wasn't willing to let on that she knew more. So mm-hmm. she was quite vague throughout my lifetime until she passed that, you know, there were things that went on. I never had a good feeling, that kind of thing. But she never elaborated on it.
0: So it, it literally, uh, for pardon the pun, but it, it went to her with her grave as far as what exactly she understood or knew of what was yes. going on uh, with the, the house. When you move from house to house, do the activity continue?
1: It did. um, Not not as much in the beginning. Excuse me. I I moved to Falls Church, Virginia, uh, from Evanston in 76, I believe it was. Um, So there was just little things. And I I think a lot of those could be attributed early on to just being a kid, you know, because you're eight, nine years old and, you know, everything. And at that time, I I used to love going to the library and reading anything on paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, vampires, ghosts, whatever the case may be. So it may have been, um, you know, just my little mind just getting a little overworked and overstimulated. And and back then, I don't know if you you probably remember this, Tony, because I think we're fairly close in age. Uh, They showed The Exorcist on TV. Mm hmm. So I actually saw that, like, in fourth grade. I mean, of course, it was, like, a local station. They cut a lot of stuff. Even still, I got the gist of it. Yeah. Something I shouldn't have been watching. So that could have been some of it. But the activity did increase as I got older in that house.
0: As it increased and as you got older and more aware of of the concept of ghosts, of of what it was all about, were you full-on accepting and believing that you are in fact encountering paranormal activity or were you trying to debunk it what was going through your mind
1: um yeah i was i was just kind of really just like what is this mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of thing and like i said with what I, I used to be i'm still am a huge fan of hans holster's books so i'd gotten a lot of his books growing up and found him to be fascinating as a writer and everything and and, and some of the things wondering you know hey is this what's going on here and then trying to figure out because again You try to rationalize this stuff and and the first thing that always comes to your mind is am i crazy and i I still do that to this day because it's just some sometimes some of this stuff comes out of left field and you're like okay maybe i didn't hear that or see that or or whatever the case may be so yeah i was kind of rationalizing and trying to figure it all out like okay i know i'm the only one in this room but why am i hearing footsteps Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing
0: you're saying things amped up as as you got a bit older into those teen years in that house how so
1: uh, well, um, my, when my middle school and high school years were very difficult due to the fact that uh, there was a lot of alcoholism and there was drug abuse in the house. And so there was a lot of negative energy looking back on it now and studying everything. there That, that house was very sad. I, I remember it being very sad. And just even when it was sunny, it was very sad. So I think that had a lot to do with it. but. Um, in 87-88 when I was in high school, my father took a job at the newspaper in Japan, so he moved to Japan by himself. So my mother didn't want to stay in, her, in the master bedroom, so she went and slept on the couch downstairs and gave me the master bedroom upstairs. Uh, so it was almost like a nightly ritual that I would hear footsteps in, in that room, like just kind of walking up to the bed and saying, look, you, I could tell in my mind's eye that I could see these things. And I just kind of walk away, but it
0: would, it would be like an every night thing. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind at this point when, when you're having these, the, the footsteps going through and, and obviously kind of a, an odd setup there where you're in, in, in what would be your, your parents' bedroom. Your dad goes to Japan for a job. It, it all just seems rather, you know, I mean, out of whack to a certain extent
1: yeah yeah it, it really does um yeah it was just i i was terrified yeah. you know at the beginning because it, you could you could honestly like because the, the way the setup was is you know the bed was was i guess if you're in like a standard bedroom it was uh about four or five feet from the door mm-hmm. so if i turned over on my left side it would like i could hear it walking up to me so i i never wanted to turn around because i was like i don't think i want to see whatever this might be mm-hmm. but i could always hear that and i'd always wake up thinking what the hell was that you know and we had a little crawl space uh yeah there too, but that never helped cause I, that's where we you know kept like pictures and various things like that and, and those are always creepy no matter what but um yeah i i just i i was just like i don't know what this thing was but it, it happened. Pretty much every night until I moved out of the house in the 90s.
0: Did you do any digging into this to try and figure out what was going on in this house?
1: Yeah, I did. I I found out that uh, nobody, there had only been like three owners. It was only about a 40-year-old house, um, as far as I could find, that no no one died in it. Um, And most of our relatives that had either never visited the house or were scattered across the country so you know nobody that i knew would actually physically die in the house and again like our relatives were all over so i'm trying to think okay maybe this is grandma but is it really because i I don't know because i could never find that out Mm
0: -hmm. just a, a mystery to you so eventually you move out of the house and and you begin your your life as an adult and with a fascination for the paranormal what ensues there
1: Yes. Um, well, actually, let me go back um, right before I moved out of the house because this is one of the most profound effects that I think uh, led me down this path to, to trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 94, uh, spring of 94, um, you have to understand with my, with my brother and their friends and my mother and, and my friends, we always had, it was a kind of like Grand Central Station, so there was so much energy in the house that there was people coming in and out constantly. Um, so it, 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 we, we just never seemed to be uh, alone, so to speak. So I had actually moved in with a friend of mine that lived a couple of streets over um, just to kind of get some peace of mind and everything. So, But I, I'd gotten into the EVPs a little bit and, and tried to get some EVPs and, and, and that didn't work. Uh, I'd actually gone to a local church cemetery and did my thing and then that that failed miserably because i i guess it was just you know, whatever <laughs> wasn't wasn't time but i decided okay there's nobody in the house right now so i'm gonna do an evp session here and i have one of those i don't know if you remember them back in the 80s early 90s they had the there was the big boom boxes with the sure the dual cassettes and the speakers that came with came unattached mm-hmm well, uh, so I, I just said, OK, so I, I hit the record button and and I said, if anybody's in here, please show me and let the tape run. And I, I went over to my friend's house for about an hour and a half. Um, so when I came back, I rewound the tape. And for the most part, there was nothing there but white noise. And I was like, OK, that's kind of what I expected. I said, geez, I didn't get anything. So about the last minute, minute and a half, two minutes, I hear a pounding on the radio like someone's hitting it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? There's nobody in this house. So it continued, and I got a lot of loud whistles and beeps, and I was, like, still, I don't know what that is. Then at the very end, so it was like if somebody had slowed, slowed it down, the tape all the way down. The voice came out and said, I have shown you, ha-ha. And I I fell out of my chair about I had a heart attack, and I was scared shitless, part of my French. But sure. It, it, that really, I don't know what the hell, it, but whatever it was answered my question. And that's really what. After I got calmed down, of course, everybody thought I was crazy or on drugs Mm -hmm. that I told this to. Um, But after that, that's really kind of what got me in motion here. Like, okay, what was that? Who was that? What you know that did happen to me? I'm not crazy. I did hear this voice. So, I
0: I got you. I I showed you what I mean. What uh, I mean. I'm, I'm assuming it's almost referring to. Hey, you it showed itself to you and that's that's what it's it's referencing in in what it was saying uh what what did that affect what what sort of effect did that have on you in terms of uh wanting to do more evp sessions or trying to reach out to the dead uh in some way shape or form going forward after that
1: well well, quite honestly that that really kind of put that put it on a shelf for me because that's, that's frightened me so much because I didn't understand what this could be that I didn't do another EVP session for about seven years mm-hmm. but in that time I continually you know we're still interested in the paranormal and finding out what was what so I, I, I did continue to you know love a good ghost story and, and and talk to people and this and that but yeah i didn't do even for a long time because i was i wasn't sure what that was and that really scared the hell out of me
0: i hope you enjoyed your 15 minute preview of our new podcast the grave talks be sure to subscribe to it on apple podcasts or wherever you download podcasts to not miss any episode of the show new episodes every single monday just search for the grave talks And then press subscribe. Give us a review while you're at it and some stars that will help us grow in the rankings and let other folks know that the show exists to make an even better show for you. The Grave Talks. Check it out at thegravetalks.com. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better.
1: Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines, data speed limited to 3 megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.